Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Shred Show Live, where we bring you industry professionals, entrepreneurs, and the best of the best from around the world who are willing to share how they shred, the strategies, the techniques, and the actionable items that you need in your business to go out and dominate. Join us as we shred, show up, hustle, repeat every day. Let's go. I'm feeling good this morning, Jacob. Welcome back. Is it good to be home? We're, we're back in the grind of things. Before we get into the craziness of today, Jacob, how was your weekend? It was great, man. Uh, it, it was nice to be back. It felt shorter. I mean, I don't know if the, because the week shorter, does the weekend get shorter? Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to say, but uh, it was just nice to be back, spend time with the family. I bet you were like mobbed by your kids and everything. Did you bring them some nice MBA swag? Dude, yeah. I think the NBA conference was lacking in the swag for whatever reason. That's personal. You know, don't come at me. It's just a personal thing. But I always think the strength of the market is obvious when you're looking at the swag. Yeah. And they're always thinking like, you know, the refi market's going to collapse. It was all over the news last week. So if you don't know about the refi market, then you ain't been paying attention. At but all. No one's giving out swag. They're saving that money. It yeah. was lackluster and swag, dude. Like I, I'm right there with you. Me. Okay, so so you no, it was it was a hundred. I'm right there with you. As a matter of mm-hmm. fact, I was I was extremely disappointed in the swag area of the NBA. I mean, there was some normal. I saw more hand sanitizer, and again, I know we're trying to be safe, trying to be clean. Um, and me personally, all you guys know my OCD, ADD. Like I love to clean my hands. I love to be clean, but at the same time, like I didn't need every booth giving me some type of new hand sanitizer like i thought that was crazy i think and this is just me when you're giving out masks with your logo on it i think that's tacky i think you as a company you can wear it but i think giving masks out with a a, a, your logo i think that's weird i don't know and and ladies and gentlemen i don't know if you've ever walked the floor with josh pitts but he's like hey i'm josh with rise and shred shakes hands put hands on i do hey i'm josh with rise and shred and if you give me a hug i spray myself off with a I'm just, I'm not that bad. Don't but take like, it personal. I'm, it's not. Don't, don't take, take it personal. It he loves you. He, he do. does. He loves you. But I do. I just, um, I, I'm weird about it. But okay. So let's talk. I mean, let's talk about the NBA recap. You and I were there. Yeah. We were there for the entire event. So, um, fire away. Very, very mixed reviews. I felt like while we were there, uh, we were like, do we do a show on the relevance? I mean, it seems, you know, there's, I will say this. I've got, I got. I've got to put this out there. It's. It's not going to be a favorable opinion. Um, that Pitbull count as swag. <laughs> John Hill, of course. Uh, it only counts as swag if you can bring it home to the kids. You know. Yep. So if so, Doc Magic uh, Pink Bunny slippers. I think that counts as swag because that was the upper level. They've been. They've been running the top of the swag with those slippers, man. I be people see people walking around with them all the time. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, it doesn't. It, it counts as something, though. Pitbull counts as something. I will agree. We'll have to dig deeper into that. But the other issue is that I felt that uh, reviews of the NBA this year were mixed. People Very. who love to network love the show. People who want it like me. I like to see my friends. I haven't seen them in like two years. I like to see people, you know, hey, how's it going? Good to see you. Nice to meet. I love that. I loved. I love meeting people. It was. It was a bit awkward. For me, at first, I didn't know whether to do the fist bump, do the handshake, do the, uh, you know, it was uh, someone side hugged me. 
Oh, weird. They just, they just rolled in with a side hug. And mm -hmm. I went, hmm. so, I mean, I think that that reaction is not a good one to have. So I'm working on it. Uh, the one thing I didn't hear anything about was the panel discussions. So I don't know if the content was any good. I, I, I went to some panels looking to cover them for Rise and Shred. They did not make it into the Rise and Shred. What does that tell you about the quality of the content being presented? And are we at a space where people really don't want to go to, and this is a bigger question, industry-wide, okay? Again, don't come at me. It's just an industry-wide question I want to put out there. Do we want to pay to go see people talk who paid to be on the stage? No. Uh, no. Josh, when I do a webinar, when I go to your webinars, no one's paid diddly squaw. Nope. And, they, and, they'll, and they'll say whatever they want to say, and they'll put out their information and their subject matter expertise. But I have to wonder, like, who's who, when, when do we decide we don't want to pay to go see other people speak who've paid? Right. Uh, that's just an industry-wide question. Um, I love the, I love the shows where people have worked to put it together. Obviously, I'm in public relations, so when people have money and they're putting it to good use, sure, we put together. But you, but do the non-member admission for someone to just walk in and go to a panel at the NBA was impossibly high. So yeah. if people are paying to be on a panel, the least you could do is offer some sort of panel discount. Now, from what I hear, there was a floor discount for people to go to the floor. Why can't we have a panel discount? Why can't just that content be free? You know, that's what I don't understand, Josh, is like, why can't our really good content be, be just really well thought out, put together, and free? The digital content has served us very well during the pandemic. Absolutely. And the this, this is what you are talking about right now, Jacob, I think is – I mean, we could literally spend an entire show on this because I think this is something I here from a personal standpoint, I am more than willing to pay to go to an event where I know I'm going to get incredible value, where I know I'm going to walk away better, you know, more, I guess, more ready to take on the, the, the daily tasks of being a mortgage professional. If I become educated and I can walk away with true value, I'm okay to pay, like to go to an event. Now, with that being said, we, and, and this is not just MBA. This is not just the, the last few events that I've been to, um, and everybody knows I, I share everywhere that I'm at, they have been a little bit lacking when it comes to the content. And when it comes, like you said, you have your vendors, you have your sponsors of the event up on stage, and it's almost more of like not creating value. It's more of just a pitch. It's more of just like, hey, you know, we're here, so we've got to like make sure we're recognized that we're here and less about creating value for the actual attendees. Exactly. And, you know, you went to an event prior, yep. which – which was worse from yeah. from 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 what I recall. I did not go. You went. Right. Uh, you you saw a keynote speaker who you felt was very biased. Yeah. Their opinion was offering something that wasn't uh, thought provoking. It was basically like, hey, if you want to be successful, you have to do this. Yeah. And and you have to partner with this, and you have to go like that, and that, and that's, and that got me thinking about what we're talking about now. And again, we're not trying to point fingers. Oh, no. But what was really interesting to me is that the NBA was really good for you. It was. It, yep. And I told you so, that. I, so, so, maybe that. So maybe that's what I'm missing. Maybe I don't understand how I can go to an event and take away something positive.
So yeah. let's 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 lean on you for a little bit of advice. How do you go to conferences, Josh? And and with all all these things happening that we mentioned before, you make it such a great takeaway. You remain positive throughout the whole thing. You were doing shows. If anyone if, you, if anyone's seen your video that you posted on LinkedIn, it looked like a, it was it was great. It was wonderful. How do you do that? What's what's tell us your secret. Yeah, so the, the the secret is just getting out in class. People know that I'm all over the place. People, I think that was the number one comment that we got was like, you're everywhere. Like you're literally, but I... I want to make it valuable. So the people, the conversation I was having, I was very intentional on the people I was meeting. And first and foremost, if you came up to me and said, hey, you know, love what you do with Shred or if you love, we love Rise and Shred or if you came up to me, thank you so much. There were so many great people that I met um, at this event that, that are supporters of what we do, which just shows, Jacob, that we're on the right track. We're, that we're, mm -hmm. we're actually doing something different. We are making an impact. We are creating value for our audience and for the industry. But I made it, I made it a point, and I always do when I go to these events people want to be at these events to collaborate people want to be at these events like you said to see friends build relationships but i want to make sure that it's not just like hey you know good to see you and dude i'm right with you some of those handshakes were just crazy <laughs> like some people like i it literally felt like i was like going into like a kung fu battle because they're like yeah whoa. i was like whoa what are we doing here what are you doing? so we'll figure it out yeah it's just and then sometimes i was just like come here give me a hug just get over here so it was it was weird but um, I really am intentional when I'm at these events. I want to try to collaborate. I want to create content. I want to show a different side of the industry. So, uh, so with that, that's exactly what I do. I, when I'm there, I want to have the conversations that again is mutually beneficial. If I'm seeing you, if I'm seeing, you know, what somebody else, I want to make sure that we're having a conversation that's going to be mutually beneficial. How are we bettering the industry? What are we doing to help the originators, the executives? What are we doing to further this industry, not just get together and have drinks and bullshit about things that really aren't relevant. So that's just me. Um, again, I love seeing people, but at the same time, it's, uh, yeah, uh, totally agree. A couple yeah, comments it, coming in. Chris Baker, totally agree about content being free and valuable. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate that. hundred percent agree. Uh, John Hill, this NBA was more about what people have missed out on the last 20 months. The content may have right. lost, but the technology partners most definitely won. I, I agree with that. And let me piggyback on those two really interesting comments about the MBA and the fact that we're talking about it now. Um, that's really interesting because Josh, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, how many publishers who say they represent the mortgage industry were at the mortgage bankers associations, publishers of the trade press. How many were there? Let me see. Because hmm, hmm. I counted only one. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Because you, because that one was you. Next we were uh, there. Yeah. So Josh, <laughs> we were there. I think may have been the only publisher there. So that, so I have to ask myself as, as a former journalist, I have to ask myself, why was one publisher there? More importantly, why didn't the other publishers go? Why right. do not the publishers of the other trade publications find value in going? Now I do know the editors and chiefs went for those trade publications and that's awesome. Right. But when only one publisher goes, when you make your money, selling ads, selling content to the mortgage industry, yet you can't go to their biggest trade show. What does that say about where publishing is going? Yeah. It, I don't have an answer. I don't either. I just, I just noticed it. It's an observation. Please don't come at me. I'm, I'm still, I still got conference voice. Okay. Yeah. I'm still in the conference fog. I can't have another battle via email, but oh. we're in the middle of one anyway, Josh, but I know, uh, right. We don't need to talk about that, but you know, we, I just, that's just an observation, rise and shred, 
Let's move on. I say a very good observation. I'm right there with you. I think it's interesting. I think we're finally starting to see a shift. And the great part about what you and I and our shred team is working on is we're at the forefront of it. We're, we're kind of the, the, the shakers and movers, if you will, we're kind of changing the way things are perceived. And, and we were like, I, I, to your point, I, let's just say I was very surprised that others were not there. I'm going to leave it at that. Very interesting, which I will say this too. And very interesting. I can't announce it just yet, but let's just say it opened some doors for us here at shred that we're very excited to be announcing and very excited to be talking about. So you have to stay tuned for that. So with that, let's talk about some crazy mortgage market money. Let's, I mean, this is something to me, Jacob, that is just as we continue to talk about this, there's just a lot of money, a lot of market money going in and flowing in the mortgage industry right now. So this morning's rise and shred had another great investment in another great company, and it's yeah, you can you can read all about it up equity, uh, but there's a little line in there that I just wanted to be sure that no one missed, and it's uh, it's it's uh, seventy seven billion dollars in the last six months have been put into single family homes for investment companies like this. I mean, we've covered and, and and we talk about well, okay. So when we talk about crazy money, we're talking about volume. Okay, we're not talking about these strategic investments look very solid. Okay, Josh, we're 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 saying it's just a crazy amount of money that's going in, but we're not saying there's a whole lot of risk. When right. you when you look back at where some of the investments have gone, when they've gone into Candor technology, when they've gone into Regora, when they've gone into Up Equity, like we said here, uh, and and everyone has launching their IPOs. So far, so good. However, I have to wonder if this money is going to begin to slow down a bunch going into next year, given last week's MBA projections Very true. of the market slowdown. I have to wonder, or this is a big or Josh, are these investors thinking that purchase mortgages are the way to go? They are, mm. they are. The purchase mortgage market is going to be the honeypot of next year. Interesting. And you've got to get your hand in it. So if you're thinking that you're going to sail through with your referral network, if you think that you're going to sail through with your client book of business, uh-uh. Everyone who's listening now needs to start thinking and you could and, and reach out to Josh because he is the purchase origination king. A lot of people don't know that. People know him as a guy wearing the shred hat with the camera following around the NBA. But I think really reaching out and getting some advice and thinking about how you can increase and maybe you can give us some advice. <laughs> John Hill. There you go. There's John there, Hill's pretty. That's there, there's yeah, your bets. That's but then again, 77 billion is betting for the projections, and it's not just MBA, yeah. it's not just Fannie Mae, it's also Goldman Sachs, yeah, uh, which is an investor broker dealer. So, um, so that that's where the money is going. So, it, it, I like John's idea of shorting the market. That could <laughs> that work, and there's going to be money there. But uh, generally, the purchase mortgage market is where the money is being plowed in, and it is crazy, and it might not be a bad idea to uh, not go the route of least resistance. We shall see. And at this time, we want to make sure we announce that we are not financial advisors in any way. Do not take anything. <laughs> Our disclaimer in there, just make sure everybody is on the same. But I agree. It is really interesting what these numbers, like 
for me, it was like, whoa, from last week with the NBA, their projections, and these numbers, it's like, Jacob, I think next year, 2022 is going to be a very, very intriguing year. I am very, like, I'm excited for it. I think this next year, we really start to see, you know, we always hear the, you know, rising tide uh, lifts all ships or, you know, cream rises to the top. I think this next year, we're really going to see the people who understand where the future of our industry is going, who understand what is actually making the needle move. And those are going to be the ones we see rise to the top. I think, unfortunately, I think we're going to see a few companies, uh, I hate saying it, but unless they really start to get their act together and start planning for the future, we're going to lose a few people next year. And I, it's, uh, you know, no fault but their own. I'm just going to say You know, I, I don't think that it's, and when you say losing, I don't think we're going to see a, a while, you know, like in the last, uh, in the last downturn where we saw actual companies go out of business. I oh, think what we'll right. see is a lot more mergers. and Correct. That's exactly what and, I mean. You know, unfortunately, um, there will be, there will be some jobs lost there. I think where the industry is going generally is more towards automating tasks more and more. So a lot of those, a lot of those jobs, we're still seeking to increase profit per loan, uh, right. which has been an issue for the industry. And I think going into, especially going into a purchase mortgage market, you right. see those profits begin to, to take a cut more and more. So it's, it's, yeah. uh, it's going to be a challenge and the strong will survive. The strong. Ooh, that's a great, that's, and we, we're not the Debbie Downers here, ladies and gentlemen, we're just, we just speak the facts. We speak truth. We see where it's going and we want everybody prepared. That's why we're discussing it. That's why we want you part of this conversation. We want mm -hmm. to see you be the ones rising to the top. You just need to be aware of what's going on. And that's why we do this show every single Monday morning. And that's why you need to subscribe to the number one and only daily diary of the mortgage industries, because we share these things with you every single morning, right in your inbox. Last thing, Jacob, rise and shred. Mistakes were made. They were. And um, we are going to have to say that. Uh, oh, we're sorry about that. But My bad. Uh, we're not perfect. We apologize. We do our best. So here's what happened, uh, Josh, is um, I was on the show ranting, nothing new there, yeah. uh, about how there were some headlines about the Federal Reserve Board governors had been investing in the types of information that uh, in stocks and bonds, securities trading, uh, while they were putting together pandemic bailout funds and that sort of thing. And we took a look at it early on and determined that it was a, uh, a nothing burger. And that, you know, that these investments that they were making did not impact the market. They were not of the volume to uh, cause the markets to shift. And I'm talking about the money markets. I'm talking about the things that dictate our interest rates the things that dictate how much money we get into the wholesale channel, the things that dictate, I'm sorry, the warehouse channel, right. uh, the things that dictate uh, just how liquid our mortgage market can be. And a lot of us don't see it, but it's happening in the background. Right. And it was these kinds of investments early on in the same similar vehicles that caused the last downturn when suddenly the money just bloop, disappeared. Right, it, was, it was because the liquidity didn't match. Right. And so, but, you know, I thought we knew a thing or two, you know, that the Federal Reserve governors, they were, they were, they were making mutual fund kind of investments. Ah, ah. Okay. Two of them, as it turns out, were making, and one in particular, and I won't mention his name because he's stepping down, but one in particular was investing heavily in our space, in the real estate space. Huge while providing pandemic funds in that space. So he was making investments into markets that were negatively impacting our day-to-day. Uh-oh. 
So the Federal Reserve has investigated it and they've come out. Look at the rise and shred people because now we are covering it. But the mistake is that we should have covered it back then. And we didn't. didn't. We're sorry. This is important. We didn't think it all understand. Yeah, we didn't, think, we didn't think it had legs. We didn't think it. We didn't think it was as prevalent as it was. We were wrong. Well, the Federal Reserve Board is correcting it. They have now issued an edict that they're not going to be allowed to do these kinds of investments anymore, which we can take as tacit proof that these investments did negatively impact the markets. Yep. So, um, you know, it's just one of those things. And I don't know, Josh. How do you when when you do something wrong? How do you how do you deal with it? I just own up to it, dude. I'm one of those guys. I make mistakes all the time. It's just easiest to own up, say, hey, I'm I'm human. I made a mistake. I apologize. Let's move on to bigger and better. That's how well, I- There you go. That's what we've done here this morning, I hope. Yep. Uh, we will try to do better in the future. Ladies and gentlemen, we're covering it now. We're keeping an eye on it. And here we come to our last story. End, end with this, because this is good. This is fun. This is really interesting <laughs> that the economist for the Navy Federal Credit Union says oh. that employers are clinging to their employees. I don't know. I went uh, to dinner last night, Josh, and I felt like the server was definitely one that was not up to the service levels. I feel prices are high. Oh. I feel that uh, service is low. And we're still expected to just be like, this is okay. Uh, but yet you can't get rid of them. The restaurant next to the restaurant I went to had a sign up, Josh, that said, we are not open today due to a lack of staff. Oh my gosh, dude. There are workers in significant shortage here. And it's not that they're, I disagree with this whole narrative that they've received some sort of federal stimulus and are no longer going to enter the workforce and have just managed. No, I think the federal stimulus did in fact allow them to pivot. It did allow them to get out of that cycle of employer abuse yep. where they have to come and work all these shifts. And, it, and we could talk about the minimum wage for tippers yeah, uh, one of these days, but I will tell you that's a scam. Yep. Uh, tippers, you know, they either do, they have a really great shift or they don't make any money. Right. So they get two great shifts a week, three shifts. They don't make any money. Right. And they make well below. I mean, you're talking like pocket change. And there's lots of stories out there. I think that those workers have shifted into jobs that were stable because they needed workers. And they and, and so my point is, I think they're gone from, from, the, from that part of the workforce, the leisure industries, the service industries. They may be gone from that area of the workforce, the career Servers, the career waiters, waitresses, they I think they're gone from the workforce and we are going to have to deal with this. And and employers have to cling. Such a great word. They have to cling to their employees, keep them happy. And I think it's great because we've been doing it in the mortgage industry a long time. We've been working to retain, retain, retention is such a huge strategy. You know, coaching, uh, keeping people happy, motivation, you know. Can the service industry take a cue from the mortgage industry? Absolutely. Uh, 
Yep, I, I say absolutely. I think this well, is one they, of those they things. Can't. They're too I busy say, trying to retain employees. I say they they have too much focus. They have just too much like trying just to keep employees on the books right now. Mm-hmm. So I this is a huge topic of conversation in the mortgage industry right now. How do you keep you know your your mortgage your produce the producers happy of this industry? I, I mean that's a whole thing, a whole another topic we could discuss for another day. But I do think like this is something I've seen it as well. I saw it while I was at the NBA. Some of the dinners we went to, the service that was provided, the lack of service service thereof mm-hmm. like it was just it's crazy so i'd love to hear if you guys if you uh, have seen the clingingness of your employees if you're if you're in the service leisure hospitality industry comment below i know we get some really fun people watching the show at times so comment below if you've experienced that or if you're experiencing that where you're current at your current place of work are they clinging are they clinging on to you i know uh i know my boss why isn't my boss clinging wait a minute i am my boss Maybe I'm too clingy at times. Maybe it's not enough. I know. Jacob, what an incredible morning. So much to talk about. MBA, crazy mortgage market money, mistakes we've made, and then clinginess. It is such a great show. And this is what you guys get every Monday morning. Jacob and I come to you live, 9 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, 11 Eastern, 10 Pacific, man, or 8 Pacific. Man, I, did, I almost got that. I almost got that. I was so close. But if you want to just get the daily, the number one and only daily diet of the mortgage industry, to your inbox, just subscribe below. Click the link. You won't miss a single day of this. I know you don't want to. Why? How would you possibly want to miss what we're talking about? Jacob, as always, you're incredible. Thank you much for your insights, your knowledge, your expertise. It was a great morning. And like I said, much more to come. We're going to continue to give you guys everything you need, the discussions and everything you want. With that, as always, we appreciate you. We love you. Now it's time for you guys. Go shred the week. Go show up. Hustle. Repeat every day. See ya.